give us a moment. It looks like um, staff is having technical difficulty trying to get the live stream up. Chair, staff is ready when you are. Good evening and welcome to the February 5th Sacramento Youth Commission and Planning and Oversight Joint Meeting. The meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish quorum? Thank you, Chair. Commissioners, please unmute. Commissioner Bergen? Here. Commissioner Corliss? Here. Commissioner Fitt? Here. Commissioner Miller-Fletcher? Here. Commissioner Fong? Here. Commissioner Knox? Absent. Commissioner Lin? Here. Commissioner Merrill? Here. Vice Chair Miller Zagara? Here. Commissioner Morley? Here. Commissioner Orozco? Absent. Commissioner Patel? Here. Commissioner Rios? Here. Commissioner Taylor? Absent. Chair Sue? Yeah. Here. Um, did you get called? Yeah, I think it's printed wrong on here. Commissioner Miller Fletcher should be Commissioner Fletcher, and then Vice Chair Miller Segura said present for Commissioner Fletcher because they oh, thought. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Okay, so I have them both marked as present. Okay, perfect. Thank you. So thank you. We have quorum for um, the Youth Commission. Now I'm, I'm doing the roll call for Children's Fund. Commissioner Richardson? Here. Vice Chair Adam? Absent. Commissioner Volsey? Here. Commissioner Williams? Here. Commissioner Thomas? Here. Commissioner um, Kravitz Wirtz? Here. Commissioner Mutaki? Here. Chair Rulas Murdes. Here. Thank you. We have quorum. Thank you, Clerk. I would like to remind members of the public and chambers that if you would like to speak on an agenda item, please turn in a speaker slip when the item begins. You have two minutes to speak once you are called on. For the after the first speaker, we will no longer accept speaker slips. We will now proceed with today's agenda. Item number one is sorry. Item number one is the Children's Fund Joint Planning Workshop. Is there a staff presentation? Perfect. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for having us here. Thanks for getting our slides up. 
Um, it's really great to be here for this joint commission meeting between the Youth Commission and the Oversight Commission. We're really excited to be getting started on the Sacramento Children's Fund Strategic Investment Planning Project uh, and are really looking forward to diving in with you all today to share a little bit about where we're headed and get some of your immediate inputs into our planning process. Um, so just as a really quick introduction, uh, my name is Maya Kageyama. I'm joined here by my colleague, Jonathan. Well, I'm Jonathan Kaufman. Thank you for having us. Um, today, I'm going to do just a really brief overview of some of what we have planned, what the strategic investment planning process is going to look like. I know our commissioners last Thursday got a preview of all of that, so it's going to be a little bit of the same just to bring our youth commission up to speed on some of that. And then we're going to have a workshop today, so we're going to be getting some of your input, some of your ideas, do some brainstorming, and then at the end we'll do some discussion. Um, so just a little bit about us as facilitators of this process. We are with Third Plateau. We're a full-service social impact consulting group. Um, so we work with a whole bunch of different nonprofits, uh, philanthropic organizations, social change organizations, and government agencies, all doing really great work in a variety of ways. Um, we've also worked with the city of Sacramento in the past, as well as other city governments, including the city of Santa Rosa, uh, and are feeling really good about um, partnering with you all in this process. So what is the purpose of this work together? When you look at Measure L and the Strategic Investment Plan, you see that it's really about supporting positive youth development and youth violence prevention programs for children and youth less than 25 years old to help our youth live safe, healthy, and productive lives. So this is the ultimate vision that we're trying to create through this work together for our, for our measure and for our, our fund. So our planning objective is to really engage community and gather and engage the existing data that we have. I know that a lot of community organizations have been doing things to gather and understanding, to do assessments, see what's going on in the community. So we'll be taking a look at that, as well as engaging people directly to develop a five-year plan to invest the Measure L funds to advance our fund goals, which include supporting the mental health and emotional wellness and health of children and youth, preventing and reducing homelessness among children and youth, including youth transitioning out of foster care, preventing and reducing youth substance abuse, preventing and reducing youth violence, and supporting the healthy development of children ages zero to five years old. So the different components of this are gonna include a variety of things, but basically what you'll see in the strategic investment plan itself, the document, is it's gonna outline what are the specific problems and challenges that need to be addressed within the fund goal areas, who are the target populations that we should be reaching, right? Who are the hardest to reach? Who are the folks that we wanna make sure are included and in receiving these funds? Um, we're gonna include performance measures, so making sure that we're measuring, that we're understanding what is the impact of the funds that are being spent and that we can track and understand and grow and continue to improve our programs and the quality of our programs. Strategies to achieve our outcomes, so what specifically might we be investing in? Um, and then finally, we want to make sure that we're leveraging additional funding, additional resources, additional programs, that we're aware of what's already happening in the community so that we're not operating in a silo, but we're really making sure that we're having a concerted and coordinated effort uh, to really deepen the impact that we have possible. 
So what this means for all of you, the reason that we're sharing this is because we really want to hear from you. Um, we're going to be working really closely with the Sacramento Children's Fund commissioners on this process. So we'll be meeting with them regularly to provide their feedback, their input on the, the elements of the strategic investment plan. And we're excited to be here today to get your input as the youth commissioners. Um, we're hoping that we might also be able to get on your agenda at a future meeting as well, so that when we actually have some content for you to respond to, you can provide your feedback then as well. So we'd love to engage you all as much as you're willing and able. So a little bit about what this is gonna look like. We talked about this last week that we're on a very tight timeline. Um, we're aware of that, and so we're really trying to jump in as much as we can. Um, we are working toward an, an approval in June from city council, meaning that we'll need an approval by the commissioners in May. Um, so what we're doing until then is we're working on our learning and community engagement process. We'll be running focus groups, interviews, hearing from community members. We'll then start in March to start developing the actual components of the strategic investment plan, and it'll be an iterative process of gathering feedback, hearing from you, what you like, what gives you pause and concern, what we need to learn a little bit more about to make sure that this is a really informed uh, a plan. So with that, I'd say that the thing that we heard most last week about is questions around what is community engagement actually gonna look like. We wanna make sure that this is really rooted in community needs and being really responsive uh, to what people and youth are facing in our communities. So what we have planned is to do a series of interviews, focus groups, and potentially also surveys, including youth, parents, community organizations, service providers, schools, city and county. So we wanna make sure that we're getting representation across your districts. I know your districts are very unique and diverse and have different needs. So we wanna to try to reach across regionally. We also wanna make sure that we're reaching the most vulnerable communities of folks who may not always be inclined to sign up for an interview or a focus group or fill out a survey um, to, to really make sure that we're hearing from those who should be receiving these funds. As I mentioned, we'll be doing some landscape research, so we'll also be learning from the different assessments that have already been, been completed um, through census surveys and things like that. And then we'll have an additional public input period once we have a draft for folks to respond to and share their feedback. So with that, that's my quick spiel, um, bringing you up to speed on what we have planned, where we're headed, what it is that we're working on. Um, and I don't want to talk at you too, for too long. I really want to get you all up and involved and sharing your thoughts and your feedback. Um, so the things that we really want to hear from you today are around, first, our careholder engagement. Um, so we'd love to hear from you all. Who do you think we should be talking to? Um, we, this could be individuals. It could be types or groups of individuals. It could be saying that these are some of the folks that we know have maybe not been reached through surveys in the past or maybe who are not receiving funds that we wanna make sure that they are receiving the support that they deserve. It may be organizations or schools or types of individuals who you know have really important insights to share about how these funds could be invested. So I'd love to hear your feedback on that. And then I'd also love to hear your feedback on, we shared ahead of time 
our draft interview guides. So this has some of the questions that we aim to ask folks during our interviews, during our focus groups. You'll see two different sets there. One is more for service providers, community-based organizations, and the other is for parents and youth. We expect that they may be slightly different conversations, but with some overlap as well. My hearing folks maybe haven't received that. Okay, great. Why don't I, I'm gonna pull up my computer real quick and I'm gonna quickly talk you through some of the questions um, that we have planned. So I think some copies are making their way up to you, but just briefly as you're taking a look, I can talk you through what's in here. Um, so it's important to us when we're meeting with folks that we really have a brief, some brief context at the beginning that we're letting folks know who are we, what are we talking about, how are we gonna be using that information um, and ensuring that they feel comfortable participating. I'll give folks a minute to receive those. So that's what you'll see at the top of the document is that brief context, that background, um, and letting them know how we'll be using the information. If you scroll down or if you turn the turn to page two uh, where it says questions, we'll provide a little bit of, have some space for introductions, getting to know folks. Um, we'll wanna know about their thoughts on needs. So from their perspective, what are the current problems and challenges in Sacramento with respect to the fund goals? Where do they anticipate there may be challenges in advancing those goals in Sacramento based on maybe what they've experienced or what they've seen? Number four is around strategies. So what are some of the most effective approaches or strategies to advancing the Sacramento Children's Fund goals? So we wanna hear in that question, right? What are people excited about? What creative approaches have they seen? Are there certain models that they think work really well? you go to page three, then you'll see we'll also ask about indicators. Um, so again, this is for service providers or community-based organizations that may have particular frameworks or indicators that they're using to measure their progress. Number six is around the vision. So when they think about the five-year period, what do they hope to see as a result of this work? Seven is around collaboration. So to what extent do they see opportunities for collaboration in these efforts in Sacramento? Again, wanting to make sure that we're not operating in silos, but hearing what's happening across the community and where we might leverage that. Number eight is a question around the landscape. So is there anything else about the local ecosystem that we should be aware of so that we're plugged in so that these efforts are complementary? Number nine is around sources or frameworks. So is there other data that we should be looking at? Other guiding principles that they've been using in their work around youth development, for example, that we should be aware of? And then if there's anything else that they'd like to know. And then just at a glance, the focus group guide for youth and parents has a pretty similar flow. So the beginning has that context, that 
um, additional information about how we'll be using this. And then on page two, in terms of questions, we cover some of the same questions. We tried to pare it back. If we anticipate there'll be focus groups, we won't be able to cover quite as much, but we'll still be able to talk about what are some of the needs, some of the barriers for use to some of these services, what's been a barrier in the past, strategies that people are excited about, their vision for this work, and then other things that they'd like to share. So apologies that not everyone had a chance to take a look at this in advance, um, but you have it um, and would love some of your feedback today. So we're not gonna dive into discussion right now because there's so many folks in the room and I wanna hear from all of you and I know if we go one by one, we're not gonna get to hear everyone's voice. And so what I'm gonna ask you to do instead is to come down, um, give me just a minute. So I guess I'll, I'll share my slides here just briefly. We're gonna ask you around um, to share your feedback on the interview guides. So I have some posters down here and I'm gonna ask you to take post-it notes and to respond to each of these questions. One is on each poster. So one question is around, what questions are you most eager to hear community members' answers to? What are you really excited? What do you really wanna learn based on the questions we expect we'll be asking? Number two is what's missing in these interview guides? What else do we need to know to inform the development of the strategic investment plan? Are there other things that you would wanna ask people that you feel like we're not gonna get from these questions? And then number three is, what else do you want us to keep in mind during the careholder engagement phase, during these interviews, during these focus groups, before and after them? Is there anything else that you really want us to keep front of mind? So I'm gonna ask you to post it for those, and then I'm also gonna ask you to share who you think we should be talking to. Um, so I'm gonna ask you to be really specific in terms of organizations, individuals, groups of people, if you have a connection and you wanna help facilitate an introduction for us, I'd love if you could include your name on there. If it's in a particular district and you wanna make sure that we're reaching that district, you can put the district number on there so that we're aware of that as well. Um, and then we sorted this across some of the different groups. So we expect that we may wanna to talk to, right? We wanna talk with youth, we wanna to talk to parents, we wanna to talk to CBOs and service providers, we wanna to talk to government, so city and county, um, and then we also wanna hit the different fund areas. So we wanna address mental health, we wanna address substance use, violence prevention, um, homelessness prevention. So you'll see when you come down that it's organized in those grid areas. I know that a lot of work is being done across these areas as well. So I'm gonna ask you to just use your best judgment and put it where you think it most belongs, but if it is across different fund areas, you can write that on your post-it or you can just make a, you can make a note for us so that we're aware. We'll also, when we're looking up those organizations, we'll get a sense of the different cross sections there. All right, so I'm gonna see if there's, we're not gonna move into discussion, but are there any clarifying questions before we start the activity? Um, before we do that, we do have to do public comment. Um, clerk, are there members of the public? who would like to comment on this item. Thank you, Chair. Um, yes, I have one speaker slip for this item. Our first speaker is Miles A. Sims. All right, so 
on this topic, we've been, my program, IYT, has been looking at this for months. Uh, we came to a session, I want to say two months ago, about the same, uh, what's the, what's it called again? The, uh, Sacramento the Sacramento Children's Fund. We uh, stood by it. Um, the one question I did have is how it is going to impact the youth community specifically and more specifically gun violence in the area. Um, last week, there was a shooting out grant and my friend was shot in the arm. Um, and just two weeks before that, my cousin was gunned down. Um, I want to know how stuff like this can stop what's going on in our area. It's not just Natomas, it's around Grant. It's in other parts of Sacramento, District 2, Oak Park. And I just want to know, like, how can this fund stop things like that from happening again? And um, if there's a way for me to, I don't know, get involved with this in any way, I would like to know that as well. But that's it. Thank you for your comment, Chair. I have no more speaker slips. Already great. Um, before we move to um, the activity, I just wanted to give everyone a chance to do like brief introductions. Um, I guess we can start at the very left of the move, room and then move to the right, just uh, name and district. Good evening, everybody. I'm Khalid Mutaki in District 8. Hi everyone, I'm Nicole Kravitz-Wertz and I'm in District 7. Hello everyone, my name is Davon Thomas and I am from District 5, also former chair of the Sacramento Youth Commission, so very proud to see all of you here. Thank you. Hi everyone, my name is Shannon Williams, I'm in District 4. Hello everyone, my name is Volmo Volsi, District 3. Greetings, everyone. I'm Gina Richardson from District 1. Hi, everyone. I'm Kamora Morley. I'm from District 8. Hi, I'm Skylar Fitt. I'm from District 8, but I represent the mayor. Hi, everyone. I'm Monica. I use she, they pronouns, and I'm the mayoral appointee, but I was born and raised in Meadowview, District 8. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Leo Sue. I use he him pronouns, and I represent District 5. Hi, my name is Inslee Fong. I use she, her pronouns, and I represent District 7. Um, hello, uh, my name is Bryce Merrill. I use he, him pronouns, and I represent District 7 as well. Hi, I'm Stormy Bergen. I use any pronouns, and I, re and I represent District 5. Hi, my name is Zicky Lin. I go by she, her pronouns, and I live and represent District 4. Hi, my name is Harry Corliss. I use he, him pronouns, and I represent District 4. Hi, I'm Liliana Miller-Sugar. I go by Gracie. I use they, she pronouns, and I represent District 3. Hello, my name is Ray Shrios. I uh, use he, him pronouns, and I represent District 3. Hello, my name is Ayende Fletcher. I reside in District 1, and I use he, him pronouns. Hi, my name is Malini Patel. I use she, her pronouns, and I represent District 1.
Alrighty, thank you everyone for doing introductions. Um, we're good to move on. And I just want to I just want to thank you for the the public comment and for sharing. I really appreciate what you're bringing today, um, and for consideration as we're working through the investment plan. So with that, I'm going to invite folks to come on down. Um, when you come down here, I'm going to ask you to grab a post-it pad and a pen, um, and work your way through. So on this side, we have the three posters around careholder engagement recommendations. So we'd love your recommendations of who we should speak with. And then on this side, we have our feedback for our interview guides. So we'd love to hear, and there's one question per poster. Um, your feedback there. So we're going to take about we're going to take about 10, 12 minutes for this exercise, and we'll let you know when it's um, when we have just a couple minutes left. Let us know if you have questions. So I invite y'all to come on down. <laughs> Us that's supposed to be doing this, or are they supposed to be doing it too? I'm going to invite the Sacramento Children's Fund commissioners to come down and participate as well. We'd love your input and ideas also. <laughs> I'm going to invite you to during the discussion for others, but. <laughs>
If you need anything on top of that, then that's just the other stuff I'd have to there. Happy to pause, happy to spend more time talking through things. If you need things added to either, just let us know. Yes. Did you move here from Santa Rosa? I did, but a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah I stayed here for a little bit, but I still live here. So I am. Well, housing in Santa Rosa is pretty interesting. Yes. It was. It was extremely Yeah. So there's a little confusion on the school administrators. Oh, okay. Are you looking for names or like 
titles? Potentially, could, potentially either. Yeah, it could be you know, names, it could be types. Yeah, man, what you got? <laughs> Home addresses, what room you sleep in, what? Yeah. Hey, I, I'll do it, I got it. Please. If there's particular folks you think we should talk with, so yeah, it could be types of administrators, it could be specific individuals. Okay, okay, because one of the young So for, for example, it's like, it's like, oh, you should, you should talk to the superintendent. You should Sure. Yeah. Also, it's like, hey, here's a teacher who just thinks about this really differently, oh, okay. and they're super wise. Go pick yeah, their brain. Yeah. I love that teacher because yeah. they wouldn't know which teachers. To yeah. So you, mm -hmm. if you got, if you think yeah. there's like wisdom or knowledge or real interesting insight somewhere that an individual oh, just happens yeah. to have, regardless of what position, feel free to add up there. Oh, no, or more, if it's like I a, need more than a stick up. Yeah, you, you got a whole bunch of them there. You can take as many as you need, sir. <laughs> but not that's the question. Back for more post-it notes. I like it. You can take the whole pad if you want. It's yours. One at a time. Makes you feel like you're being more productive. I get it. I get it. Got more post-its. All, all, yeah, all six, all six of, them. of them. Of them later, too. Yeah. That's okay.
that in waiting and the event of that and stickiness and we kind of go around answering different questions and it's just So I'm sure there's a lot of content you could add up there, but I'm gonna ask you to spend maybe one more minute and then you can go ahead and grab your seat. If there's any last thoughts, now's a great chance to get them up there. You can always add more thoughts later too. Yeah, you can head them back up. Yeah, I'm gonna bring you right back down here in a minute, but you can put right now. Get you some exercise, get your steps in. Multi-service. Yeah, you're gonna use them again here in just a minute, but yeah, you can use them there for now. If you really like that pen, you can hold on to it and bring it back down. Oh, all right, all right then. Oh, dang, all right. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, we'll, we'll bring you back down here in just a minute, but for right now, that's great. All right, I'm going to jump back in as you're all grabbing your seats. Thank you very much. This is awesome to see and unbelievably helpful. So thank you very, very much. Um, if there are other thoughts you have later, like you're going home after the meeting, you're like, oh, I really wish I had said X, Y, or Z. We'll figure out some way for you to be able to add, um, add to the public records on all of these things. Um, OK, so now I want to, uh, we're going to shift a little bit. And I want to pull you behind the curtain into all of these wonderful care holders you just helped identify. Um, I want to actually pull you into the conversations we're going to have with them to some extent. When it comes to Measure L, we already know the vision and the mission of what we're trying to do, right? We're not starting with a blank slate. Um, 
high-level goal, right? We're going to help youth um, uh, live safely, healthily, and uh, productive lives. Pretty straightforward. We've also been able to identify um, you know, where we want to fund. We know that we want to make sure that we're supporting the mental health and emotional wellness of children and youth, prevent and reduce homelessness among children and youth, um, including uh, youth transitioning out of foster care. We know that we want to prevent and reduce youth substance abuse, uh, prevent and reduce youth violence, and support the healthy development of children ages zero to five years old. Um, Maya also outlined some other aspects that need to be in that strategic investment plan. Problems and challenges um, within each of the fund goals, target populations um, within each of the fund goals, looking pulling from a lot of different data sources, um, service performance measures and outcome metrics, strategies to achieve those outcomes for the target populations, aligning and leveraging all of the resources to make sure that we're maximizing what we can do for it. It's not just the Sacramento Children's Fund money, but what else can we bring in from, uh, from the county, from philanthropy, from any other source to really maximize this opportunity. To, we've done enough of these processes and have learned there's no such thing as a perfect strategy, right? Our goal is not to find the perfect strategy. That doesn't exist. If that existed, we would just have given it to you and said, hey, here you go, we can all save a lot of time. Instead, what we need to do is run really, really good process so that we're thinking about the right types of stuff. And as we're making decisions about what we should invest in or where we should focus, we're doing so with our eyes wide open, thinking about the diverse needs of the people impacted and the communities we're trying to serve. So we're gonna interview a lot of the care holders you helped us just identify. We're gonna do landscape research, but we also need to hear from you. You shouldn't just be on the outside looking at the process, you should get to be in the process. I know I just had you grab your seats. In a second, I'm gonna have you come back down here because we have new flip charts and I want you to weigh in. And here's really where I want you to think about. We've got a couple things up here on the slides. Um, three real big questions. The first one is at the end of these five years, what specific outcomes would you wanna see to let you know that this had been a huge success? What's actually gonna look different in our communities? Not just what feels good, not where we should spend money, but what's the outcome of it? What do you need to see on the end of this in five years to go, hey, that was a good use of money and time. I'm glad we had that opportunity. We made the most of it. What does that look like for you? I wanna hear your input on it. Second question, what are the key problems or challenges you see within the focus areas that have to be addressed to get to your vision of success? Caveat. There are 10 billion things you could list that are standing in the way of where we are right now and what you wanna see for a vision of success. What are the biggest ones? What are the things that are front of mind go, if we don't address this or if we can't make this happen, it's all for naught. And then the third question is, what are some of those really effective approaches or strategies that you've maybe seen elsewhere um, that can help us maybe be effective as we're trying to figure it out for Sacramento Children's Fund? What made those ideas so successful? What have you seen elsewhere? What have you read about? What have you heard about? What are you curious about that we really should be thinking about? And there's some sub-questions on that last one for you to help you spur a little bit of generative thinking. Are there any particular bright spots you point to? Certain communities, organizations, approaches that you've seen here in the region, maybe somewhere else in the country, maybe somewhere else in the world. What creative approaches are you really excited about? What's that idea that's been kind of percolating in your head to go, wow, wouldn't it be cool if we could try X, Y, or Z? I wanna hear X, Y, or Z. Don't make us guess at it. And that third one, 
Um, if there's any particular like framework, a report, or set of guiding principles, just name them for us. If you've seen something, you're like, oh man, you really should read this or you should talk to this, make sure that we're aware of it. Don't assume that we already know about it. So it's three big questions. First one, what do you want to see at the end of these five years to know it was worth your time and energy and all of this money? Two, what are some of those major challenges in the way? Three, what are possible things we should have on our radar that maybe can offer a path forward? So when you are ready, I'm going to ask you to come back down. There's more post-it notes here. There's more new flip charts put up here. Um, you can come find them. Please just add up your ideas. I will just tell you, having run a lot of these processes, I care about quantity of ideas even more than quality of ideas right now. Get what's in your brain out. Let us understand it. We can help sift through all of this later. Right now, just share what's currently on your mind. Any clarifying questions? Maya, anything else you would add? Fantastic. All right. Um, we'll give us some time for this. Feel free to come on down. Pens, post-it notes. Let us know what's on your brain. Hold up. Guys, sorry. Um, before we move, um, I'd just like to invite Mr. Sims back up to the podium so that um, us commissioners can maybe give comments and feedback um, on your powerful public comment. Yeah, um, so commissioners, if you'd like to speak, just queue in, um, and then I can call on you in the order that you appear in the queue. Yes, I'm right there. Um, Hi, Miles. Uh, I introduced myself to you. My name is Monica. Um, I'm the chair of the Sacramento Children's Fund Commission, and I really just wanted to commend you, one, for being out here on a Monday evening, um, or sorry, is it Monday? It's Monday. Yes. It's Monday. Okay, yes. Monday evening in the middle of, you know, a storm that's possibly going on outside of these doors, um, and really speaking truth about your experience, um, being, you know, the friend of um, and a relative to people who have suffered from gun violence literally within the past couple of weeks. Um, it's really unfortunate that this continues to happen in Sacramento among young people. We actually have someone on the Children's Fund Commission who historically works on these issues. Actually, two folks, um, looking at uh, Commissioner Mutaki and Commissioner Kravis Wirtz, who work on um, these issues. Um, and unfortunately, our Commissioner Adams isn't here today, but I think I mentioned to you he's um, the District 2 Commissioner and he's very passionate about um, the Del Paso Heights Art and Arcade community, uh, which is where that incident happened at Grant Union last week. Um, I just wanted to give us an opportunity because it felt kind of weird for, I think, you to come up here and make your comment and, you know, specifically the topic and then not be able to say anything to you. So I um, had requested that we speak on that because it's something that I think young people um, unfortunately, in specific neighborhoods, um, in specific areas here in Sacramento, deal with. And unfortunately, um, because of the media and because of our upbringing, it's somewhat been normalized. Um, and when you bring it to commission, where I think some of the commissioners here have had different experiences in their neighborhoods and upbringings, um, it's really powerful. Um, and I just want to commend you for that. And I'm happy that you got the chance to speak with Dominique. Um, who I know you're interested in potentially also um, being a commissioner. Um, I think there are definitely some open seats that uh, you know you could you could likely fill. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to commend you. I, you know, would love for us to continue the conversation. Obviously, for you to continue to come to these meetings and potentially see you here on the dais one day um, to talk about your experience and and really trying to prevent um, violence from continuing to happen. Um, because the unfortunate thing is that even though Sacramento has done, has come a long way and has had 
um, some um, progress in this area. Um, there are those specific things, those specific instances that happen that impact somebody so directly that they inspire you to come and take action in the ways that you have today. So I just want to say that to you. Um, I'm sure other folks may want the opportunity to speak, so I'll stop there. Okay. Thank you, Chair Ruelos Morris. Um, Commissioner Volsi. Thank you. Um, young brother, I want to thank you so much um, for showing up and allowing your voice to be heard. Um, I, I, and I, I'll tell a brief story. I, I'm a kid who was born, raised in Haiti, uh, moved to South Florida when I was about 12 years old. The only thing when I moved there, we knew was gangs, straight up. Um, like, there were guns around. We just didn't know where they came from. And the stuff you're dealing with is real. And I know it for a fact because I dealt with it when I was around your age. I dealt with friends, families getting involved in things that they shouldn't have been involved in because that was the only thing that's around. And now, you know, a, a while later, and I'm a, I'm a father now, I have an eight-year-old boy who goes to public school, you know? Um, and and I'm, I'm at a point where I'm tired of hearing about, you know, just like regular kids not, not living their full lives because they have to worry about things like gun violence. Um, that's the reason I, I decided to, 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 to join this, this commission so we can do something about that. So I, I commend you for um, being able to stand here alone to some extent because not everyone um, knows to come here. Um, so, um, young brother, we're looking forward to, uh, I hope I speak for everyone here, looking forward to finding a way um, to work on these issues um, to make sure um, things like that just not happening um, to our community because it's clear it only happens in just certain communities, right? And and the reasons for that, um, not quite sure, but um, I think we're here to kind of like um, get to the bottom of it. So I commend you for all you do. Um, I, I ask that you continue to, to, to make sure your voice is being heard um, because clearly people heard you. Thank you. Commissioner Knox. And good afternoon. Um, I'm Commissioner Knox. I came in just a little later. Uh, I also commend you on what you do. There's not a lot of African-American males who comes up here or come and speak for themselves. And then this is the problem we have nowadays is some of our youth is not speaking up for themselves. And this is, this is what it's for. And I work with a lot of great people who's up on this chamber and we would love to have you. Um, we care. This is what we do. This is why we're here. We are here for somebody like you to come up and say, hey, I'm feeling this type of way. What, what, what do I do? What can I do? Can I get some advice? And that's what we're here for. This is exactly what we do. And I'm so glad that I heard, I, I didn't hear your story. Commissioner explained it to me, all right? But I, I just, I know how you feel. Just like Commissioner Volsi said, he's been through this. He had experience. So just remember that you're not alone. There's other people out there who's going through the same thing you are. And if we put you guys all in the same room and you guys will cry out to us. 
And this is what we need. And this is exactly what we need our youth to step up and start taking over. This is our generation now. We have to step up and we have to talk for it. No other, none of your other, if you look to your left and look to your right, you're up here by yourself. None of your other friends came up here and said, hey, I'm feeling this type of way. Um, like, uh, yeah, again, we don't have a lot of youth who comes up here and speak. And for you to come up here is, is a big, um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a change, right? Um, your voice is definitely heard. And trust me, it won't go away for a long time. Trust me, we'll talk about it eventually. Um, also, the predicament and the location it was in, out of school. Um, it, it's hard to be out of school and like, hey, should, you know, and this is why kids act the way we act now, because we don't have safe environments to go to. And schools are supposed to be a safe place we go to, but instead, we have those types of things happen in our school. How can we focus in a, in a school area, an educational area, and we have that going on behind us, on outside of the door? So I understand, we understand where you're coming from. I'm not gonna say I, right, because all of us understand where you're coming from. And this won't be the last time, and I hope it won't be the last time you speak up about this situation because this has to stop now. Tomorrow's way too late. Tomorrow's too late. You keep, you keep speaking about this situation, your word will get out there. Trust me. Uh, Commissioner Fletcher or Commissioner Patel, whichever. Uh, I just wanted to say that you coming out here and speaking to us is not only incredibly uh, brave, but incredibly needed. And I feel a lot of us hear about these predicaments and tragedies a lot, but they're just stories. And you coming out here is saying that this affected me and this is something real that's happening that needs to change. And that's just something that we don't see enough. And I think you coming out is really brave and incredible. Thank you. Commissioner Morley or Commissioner Fitt? Um, I, I firstly just wanted to say I'm very sorry. I want you to know that you should never stop sharing your story because like a lot of commissioners up here said, we see this on social media, on the news, that there was gun violence near us even, down the street, in Southern Sac especially because I represent Meadowview. But I feel that we're all so desensitized that this doesn't hit home until you see someone that is going through this right now. Um, so please don't stop sharing your story. If you continuously get your word out, it'll remind change makers that can actively do something that they can change something or at least start the process and try harder. Um, I know that a lot of change makers are trying. I don't wanna put anyone down, but we definitely need to get something done because atrocities like this can't keep happening, especially in our schools to young people. Um, and I'm just grateful you're here because this reminds me why I decided to become a commissioner because I know that in red line communities, this happens to us so much and no one really cares, but I want you to know that I care and everyone up here cares and I want something to change and I'll, I'll use my title as a commissioner or as a community member to continuously keep on talking about this and not shut up. So I just want to say again, I'm very sorry and I hope that you're starting the process to heal and to keep telling your story. Thank you. Just to make sure, any other commissioners that would like to make comment. Alrighty, thank you again, Mr. Sims. We really appreciate you coming in to make public comment. Um, as everyone said, it's extremely powerful to hear um, these firsthand stories and it's something that is for sure needed. Um, 
and we hope that you continue to um, engage. I feel that I got very lucky by moving into Natomas because it's not as bad over there. But I do know that there are regions of Sacramento that's worse in. I originally came from the city of Oakland, and it was 10 times worse out there. So I was lucky to escape that. And, um, you know, I like my life out here. But I just hope that it can be stopped somehow because I feel like everywhere I turn, somebody, somebody is at the wrong place at the wrong time, and they lose their life. And they lose on all experiences that other people get to have for the dumbest reason, even if they're just people who are trying to go to school like me or trying to do their own thing. They just got caught in crossfire. Or maybe they just want to go grab some food, and then the next thing you know, somebody turns the corner and starts shooting. I've been shot at myself once, and um, I'm surprised I survived that. So I'm just, I just hope that this, there can be an end to this, hopefully, with this fund. Commissioner Knox? Yes. Uh, I apologize about what you're going through. And um, this is an everyday thing. We don't, uh, we don't want to see a change. We want to more like feel the change, right? We're, we don't want to see the change anymore. We try to see it too many times. Right. Now it's time to feel it. It's getting too, it's getting too, too big for us to, to, to try to just make a change that quick. It has to happen, right? And you're going through so much. And how, can I ask, how old are you? 16. And you're only 16. I just turned 16. I haven't been through half of the stuff you've been through. And it's, it's unfortunate. But we are the face of our generation. Don't let this be your downfall. Let this be your uplift. Because whatever you're going through is going to be your outbreak. Because you're going to keep speaking up for yourself. Because of what, you, what you've been through. That's your experience. You have a story to tell. Tell that story every time. Because there, no, there ain't no valley too low and there's no mountain too, too high. But you're going to keep climbing. It, and trust me, we got you. We got you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Commissioner Richardson. I just wanted to say that I share the same sentiments as the other commissioners as they've been speaking. And once again, we are happy that you are here. But I would like to ask a question just because... You being 16, you being a youth, you coming from Oakland and then now being out here and seeing the things that are happening, we want to hear from you as we create this vision and making sure that we're holding the city of Sacramento accountable as well. Can I ask what would you like to see or what type of violence prevention would you believe that other 16-year-olds or people in the community would like to see? Well, I feel like in my opinion people get their hands on guns way too easily. Um, I don't know what actions can be taken to prevent that, but I do feel like that is the main cause of this, obviously, gun violence. People get their hands on guns too easily. I mean, you see kids on the street playing with toy guns. I was one of them, and that was just the environment I was raised around. But um, I feel like that's what I would like to see more of, you know, cutting down on gun supply especially people under 18. I don't know how you're getting your hands on a gun under 18, but mm -hmm. I would like to see more of that being stopped. This is great insight, so thank you so much for sharing once again. Mm -hmm. No problem. Thank you again um, for sharing your public comment. We really do appreciate you coming into Chambers um, and sharing your story. Um, yeah, if no one else has any other comments, um, I think we can move forward with our agenda.
also just want to thank you before you head out, or as you head out. Thank you again. Um, okay, so you're all put in a really phenomenal position where you get to hear community voices like that one that was shared and all the thousands that chose not to show up tonight but have similar stories. Um, and now it's on you to figure out what we're gonna do about it, right? We can't just hear stories. We gotta figure out, okay, we've got this awesome opportunity with this fund, what are we gonna do with it? And so you can be inspired by that. You can be inspired by all the other reasons you chose to join this commission and come do this, why you chose to be here tonight. And now I wanna hear from you. What is it you wanna see five years from now to know that all this effort was worth it? Feel free to collect your thoughts. I'm gonna invite you to come down, come grab some post-it notes. I know a few post-it notes have fallen. We'll get them all back where they need to be. Um, there's pens, there's post-it notes. Let us know, what do you wanna see in five years to know this was worth your energy and time? including some of the, the comments shared by, by our community member here. What are some of those major hurdles that are standing in our way? And what else is on your mind that you think we should know about? With that, I'll invite you to come on back down.
Feel free to add more ideas if you still have some ideas. If you feel like you've put your stuff up, I've got a challenge for you, which is to go back to your goals for five years from now and ask yourself, are you thinking bold enough? Are you thinking ambitious enough for what you want to see be different in this community five years from now? Once you feel good, you can go ahead and grab your seat and we'll jump into some quick discussion, but make sure your voices are heard here on these flip charts.
All right, while our colleagues are finishing up their brainstorm, I want to open up um, for a little bit of uh, comment and discussion, but with a huge caveat, which is I also want to be mindful of all of your time. Um, so I'm going to limit just to a couple. Um, and all of our uh, Sacramento uh, uh, Youth Fund commissioners, we're going to get a chance to hear from you all a bunch throughout this process. So I really would love to focus in on our youth commissioners here. I'm curious if there was anything that you put up on the board or that you saw from one of your commissioners about the, the community that you want to see five years from now that you thought was really inspiring or that you want to make sure that we keep front of mind as we continue in this process. Anything about what this world or what this community is going to look like five years from now as a result of this work that you want to make sure gets said out loud, offer a little bit of extra storytelling with it? What do you want to make sure we're aware of? Perfect. All right, I guess we'll uh, go down the line. Um, I think. Commissioner Richardson is still uh, in the queue, but I assume you're. Okay, cool. Just checking in. Um, Vice Chair Miller Segura or Commissioner Corliss? Um, okay, so uh, you said to get ambitious with it. Um, so I tried to be a little bit more specific on the five year goals along the lines of youth oriented community spaces um, open up to youth specifically. That opens up job opportunities as well and engaging youth into the workforce at an early age. Um, alongside that, um, college funds. For youth specifically, those who live in underserved communities, uh, opening these opportunities up to ensure that they have that to fall back on um, and to have like that assurance. So, thank you. Love it. Commissioner Fletcher. Okay. Um, what I would like to see five years from now in the community is really focusing on youth mental health. I believe that if youth, I mean, I think if we connect with school counselors and just parents, people in the community, if youth are healthy 
mentally than they will be more focused on their careers. Um, for the future, they would like to go to college and not invoke violence upon others. And I think if we focus more on youth mental health, then we can create a lot of good change in the community. Love it. Commissioner Fit or Commissioner Morley? Um, so I don't know if this is too ambitious, but I want to close the gap between educational services with neurotypical children and also neurodivergent children. Um, as someone that has a sister that is neurodivergent, I have firsthand seen the gap in services um, provided at specific schools where um, she has had to travel extremely far to get her needs met as a student. So I want there to be like more support in our communities, if that's specific enough. Um, thank you. Love that. Can I also just say, anytime you have to caveat it with, I don't know if this is too ambitious, means you're thinking the right path. If it doesn't scare you a little bit, it's not worth going after. So I love that you brought it out there and I appreciate you saying it. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Merrill or Commissioner Fall. Um, I just uh, think one point that you mentioned in your presentation that really caught my attention was that you talked about like vulnerable communities and how they're uh, more hesitant to participate in these groups um, for a multitude of reasons. I think that's really important to focus on and emphasize. I think one of, especially focusing on youth, this is for youth, so youth should be at the center of the table. I think to get them more involved, I've really seen a focus on like youth, for youth, by youth. So like it's, youth are hesitant to talk to adults for a lot of reasons as well. Um, it's more intimidating to talk to them because we don't have the same experiences experiences we might have gone through the same things but we've gone through them in different ways so i think incorporating youth not only in the um like asking end but also in oh wait in the receipt like um the questioning end but also in the asking end is really important because youth understand youth better than you uh, than adults understand youth so i think that would gi give us a more uh well-rounded and uh, specific, uh, like, f uh, framework and report in general. Thank you. Commissioner Fitt. Um, kind of like what Commissioner Merrill said, I think that with youth, if we don't trust the people, like, if we don't trust the people who are heading the programs and the services, then we won't want to use them. And I think that that's really unfortunate because I know there are a lot of services in Sacramento, but I wouldn't want to talk to someone that I don't know about my mental health or someone I don't trust or someone who hasn't had shared life experiences as I have. So I think definitely incorporating more youth or like making spaces where the youth feel safe and where they trust the people who um, are helping them so that they can really get like the most use out of the services provided. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Patel. Um, going off of what Commissioner Fit and um, all of the other commissioners have brought up, I think a large issue, like a large problem that's preventing us from making progress on these issues is the stigma or the fear that people have of speaking about it or fear that they'll be judged or like reported to an adult. And so I think that um, 
talking to youth is an effective method to help this. I also think that like we had today, hearing stories from real people helps because too often problems such as mental health or gun violence, they become statistics. And like another commissioner said earlier, we become desensitized to them rather than um, kind of treating them like the problems that they are or like thinking that they're too big for youth to solve. Thank you. Commissioner Knox. Most importantly, how, how, would they, how would the youth know what resources they have? How will we get that outreach out there? Um, if the youth don't know what they have and what resources they have, because there's many, like Commissioner Morley said, there's, youth, there's resources out there that, that, that provides almost everything we're talking about here. But how, how do they know they have these resources? How do they know that they're comfortable at this space? How would they know um, that they feel accepted? Some youth go into spaces with a lot on their shoulders. All they want to do is just take that weight off their shoulders and hand it to somebody else. And that's what people sign up for. Um, mental health is the biggest problem with our youth nowadays, if by far. Mental health is one of the biggest problems. And most likely, that's exactly what they want to do. It's just to talk to somebody. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in our community, as we've seen today, and as we heard today, um, that all we want to do is just get into a room or somewhere where we feel accepted, comfortable, and just to talk about our situations to another person, to a, somebody we trust. It's hard to do it at school. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is because the things that are happening at our schools, um, we don't feel safe enough to express ourselves, to be like, hey, yeah, I got this going on at home. We don't feel safe enough because there's so much stuff going on. We're so sidetracked with other situations that we can't focus on ourselves. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Hor Corliss, I believe. Yeah, I agree. I think that one of the biggest problems is the lack of awareness of youth about youth programs. I think a lot of, in my experience, a lot of the youth that I'm around um, in my school, uh, my friends are barely, are minimally or barely aware of the programs that are offered by the city of Sacramento, which is a huge problem because no matter how much we invest into these programs, if the youth don't know about them, then it, it's, it, it's all for naught. Um, but another thing that I really loved uh, looking at all the goals in five years was how ambitious a lot of them were. Um, and so I really love that all the commissioners here are dreaming big and will have big goals. And to that. Commissioner Fong. Sorry. Um, I would also like to see stricter gun control laws and that people have more, um, that it's not so easy for people to get guns. And I'd also like to see more youth violence prevention programs and to prioritize like free counseling and to destigmatize therapy and that schools put a greater value on therapy and counseling. And rather than just providing this resource that they also, um, people feel free to talk about it and don't feel like there's something wrong with going to therapy or counseling. Commissioner Rios. Um, by the end of the five-year cycle, I would like to see youth be more motivated to take initiative on their future. Um, just recently, a counselor came into one of my classes and asked 
uh, the 11th graders who was interested in taking the SAT and barely anyone responded that they would like to. And it astonished me how many people just weren't interested in doing so. Um, so I think it would be really beneficial to help youth be more motivated in their future as far as like the SAT and internship programs uh, where they can gain all this experience for college. But we also have to ask ourselves, how are we expecting youth to be so motivated about school when they don't even feel safe in their schools if we have problems with gun violence? Thank you very much. Also cognizant of time, so I'll defer to you as to how many, uh, want to make sure you can get through the people you want to get through, but I also want to make sure I can get you wrapped up on time as well. So I'll defer to you as how you want to. Great, okay. We're good. Um, and we don't have any like more, like, okay, perfect. Um, Commissioner Fletcher or Commissioner Patel? Uh, I would just like to say one more thing. Uh, to kind of ditto what a lot of my other commissioners have said, how important it is for youth to be reaching out to other youth about their issues. I can say from personal experience, my friends have told me things that they would never tell an adult for fear of judgment or um, just anything that could possibly happen. So I think also programs to train youth on what to do when they're told important things or things that are going with people at home, just so that we're not giving them bad advice, we're giving them the best advice that we can. So I think that's important. Commissioner Morley. Um, to piggyback off the last two commissioners, I 100% agree about having more um, like youth to youth services. I definitely think it can also be used as a way to provide these youth with job experiences and financially um, compensate them. So it's kind of like a win-win for the youth that's in need and also a youth that needs to obtain some job experience um, as we're stepping into the real world. Um, additionally, I also, I forgot to mention this, I really want to see a lot more um, standardized testing support in redline communities. Um, I could see this happening at community centers, after school, in some um, high schools or even middle schools because I know that these past couple years, a lot of universities have gone test optional, but um, as I've seen in the news in these past couple days, um, standardized tests are becoming required again. So I don't want a lot of kids from low-income communities like mine to fall short of um, resources to prepare us for these tests, and then we don't end up in these amazing universities when there's so many kids that are in right-line communities that have so much potential, and I just don't want there to just be wealthy kids that end up in these universities when kids like me weren't given the chance. So if we could somehow allocate some funds towards that, that would be amazing. Commissioner Rios. Okay, cool. Um, Commissioner Richardson. Thank you. I just want to say I just love hearing from y'all. Just, oh, y'all just make my heart full right now. The one thing that I do want to say is um, I do agree with the commissioners when they said the youth to youth services. One thing I can say as a millennial mom of older teenagers, I do think that there are some things that parents would know and also teachers just because we also can see some things that our youth sometimes don't see. Um, going back to the mental health, I would love to see whatever these programs come turn out to be. I want them to be relatable and enjoyable to youth. I want them to be out, thinking out the box. I don't want us to just do something just to say we did it and there be 
a bunch of resources that no one knows about. And so whatever that's going to look like, whatever the advertising needs to be, um, of course, having youth input into that. But I want to see something that really does make an impact that really speaks to them. Because if I can give a personal story, when it comes to mental, mental health, I have a 16 and 18-year-old. They both went through a lot of things in their high school year and still are right now. And it wasn't until I, the parents, started going through therapy myself and talking about these things that they started wondering, oh my goodness, what is this? So what would that look like when we're creating some type of program where it is either youth to youth or if there is an adult involved, what can be fun for them and enjoyable for them to make them open up and have that trust? Um, Vice Chair Miller-Segura or, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, just to highlight what Commissioner Richardson said about the teachers. Um, alongside really, really um, emphasizing youth voice, teachers are working with these young people day in and day out, eight hours a day, K through 12. So getting those experiences and understanding like what they've noticed and ob observed about the students that they work alongside um, could be a really beneficial perspective to learn from. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Lynn or Commissioner Stormy? Kind of like what Commissioner Fletcher said before, I think it's really important to get to know the youth first before you start talking about their mental health. Because like my friends, I have to know them first before they got to open up to me about like specific matters that are very private to them. And I think some solutions could be like icebreakers to get to know the youth better before you ask them about a personal questions. Um, Commissioner Mutaki. I want to second uh, my commissioner Richardson's uh, just appreciation of, of what's happening right now in this moment. Um, because one of the things that we're suffering from my perspective from in our society is a lack of leadership. We have a leadership vacuum. I'm talking about the adult world. And it is very inspiring. And Leo, particularly you, doing a great job facilitating this meeting and every one of you um, speaking your voice and, 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 and you know, taking this role. And I've heard a bunch of amazing ideas. I mean, I'm loving this. And I particularly like this peer-to-peer, youth-to-youth um, that I've heard from several, Kamora and others um, have, have chimed in on this. And what I like about that is, I forget who it was, but they said, and we need to be compensated. <laughs> and, and, and I want to go on record and say, yes, you do need to be compensated. Um, we got all these great ideas about programs and leveraging youth and but you guys bring value. You bring lived experience. And like a lot of you guys have testified today, young people are going to listen to other young people before they listen to adults. And that's a value. That's a value that you bring, your lived experience. So it should be compensated. And I want to make sure that gets into the record and the strategic plan that we compensate our young people for the sweat, blood, and tears and energy that they bring to these uh, services. So, um, you know, I'm going to respect the facilitators and I won't go on my soapbox tonight. Um, but uh, I really appreciate what you guys are saying. Now, it's our job to listen. And, 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 you know, 
one last point on the resources because you guys commented on a, a lack of awareness of the resources. And that is an issue. I, I believe that's a big issue. I, I, as some people said earlier, I work in the gun violence space, gun violence prevention space. And uh, we, work with, we work with shooters, which is controversial. We work with individuals who are identified to be the ones who are at the center of gun violence. Um, and when we're able to engage these young people into our program, uh, one of the things that has been evaluated over many years in different cities now is that most of these young individuals who are, um, for whatever reason, coming to a point in their life where they believe they need to use a gun to resolve their trauma and their personal conflicts, um, we do an assessment when they come into the program and we realize that over 90% of them per evaluation by UC Berkeley are completely disconnected from resources in their community. Right? So they're not in church, they're not in the youth programs, they're not in after school programs, they're not in school half the time, they don't have a job. Completely disconnected from public or community-based services. So um, one thing is awareness of the resources, and the other thing I would say, um, and I'm just using my voice to validate what you guys have already said, um, is getting them connected to resources. So you might be aware about the resources, right? But then the next step is how do you get connected to those resources? And then the third layer is are those resources, are those resources culturally competent to receive you? And so, um, like I said, I don't, I don't want to say too much. I want to respect the space uh, that we're having this joint collaborative meeting. Um, but I'm really appreciative, um, Miles, too, uh, for being here and, and speaking up on it. And I hope that we listen, because we're so into process that sometimes we're not taking the time to digest. And, and I'm really, I believe, and that's why we all volunteered our time, that this is an opportunity for us to reset the conversation in Sacramento because we failed you. We have failed you. We have failed the young pop population right now, I believe. And so I hope with these resources, uh, we can do a little bit better. Everyone talks about doing better. This is an opportunity for us to do better as a city, as a community, with our young people. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, peace and blessings be upon you. Chairu Ellis Morris. Um, so I just wanted to follow up on uh, what Commissioner Mutaki mentioned um, because I, I want the record to show that I also agree that we should compensate our young people and because I know that that puts some pressure on our city staff to figure out how we actually do that. Um, I don't know if I, sh I'm going to do this now and if I have to do it after, during the comments, I'll do it again, but um, essentially um, once we get into the process of figuring out like how many youth are going to be you know, be a part of these focus groups and like I would want to request like a figures like how much can we, you know, is that possible through the Sacramento Children's Fund funding or like where would those funds come from essentially? Um, and then um, how would we go about compensating young people for being a part of these um, interviews, focus groups, um, and, and you know, however they're, they're engaged. Um, because I do agree that that's really important. Um, you know, our time isn't free. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're here volunteering, but, um, 
a lot of us adults, um, you know, get paid to do this kind of work. Um, and I do think young people should be compensated. So I know that's more of a question for the city staff than it is for um, Third Plateau. So um, that's probably something that, you know, as chair, I would just want to follow up with you all about. Thank you. I'm just mindful of time. I don't, I, this, is, this is super helpful that we got all of these post-it notes on here. I don't want to cut things off, but I also like, we have a lot of the notes down here from the, the post-it notes. I don't know if there's other commissioners you're hoping to hear from at this stage or, okay. Oh, no, please finish. Wonderful. I just want to say, um, before I have Maya come up here to close out, I just want to say thank you. Like, this is not a, this is not just a project for us. Maya and I live here. Like, I grew up in Sacramento. I'm a Cal Middle and McClatchy grad. Like, I care deeply about this community. I get yeah, go Lions. Uh, I wish, like, I wish that I could have engaged with a commission like this when I was growing up here. It's really exciting to hear this, and I will amen everything you said. Like, this is, this is, in, it's, is exactly what we need to be having and what we need to be hearing right now. So thank you all very much and excited for what this is gonna come. Uh, but this is exactly the right place to be starting. So thank you all very, very much. I'm just gonna echo a lot of what's been shared um, and a lot of what Jonathan shared. It's really inspiring to be here today, to be hearing all of your voices, to be hearing the leadership in the room, the passion, the care, the stories, the experiences, and I think that's really what we want to root the strategic investment plan is, is in really the, the people of Sacramento, the youth of Sacramento, the children of Sacramento, and what they need and what they deserve. So really, really appreciate all of you being here today, sharing all of your thoughts, sharing your ideas, sharing your suggestions and your recommendations. Um, this was a great way to kick off as we really begin to dive into this work. So really appreciate this joint session. As our next steps, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take all of the ideas that you shared across all of these post-its. It's gonna inform directly our edits to our interview guides as we're working on that. It's gonna inform who we speak to. So we'll be working closely with, with the city as we're narrowing our list and starting to do outreach and scheduling that community engagement. I've named this for the, the Sacramento Children's Fund commissioners uh, last week, but it's gonna be an iterative process of continuing to learn from community, seeing where our gaps are, and continuing to do outreach, um, as well as starting once we get some content in the investment plan to gather feedback uh, and, and insights there. So we hope to see the youth commissioners again at a future date to share with you updates about how the work is going to get your feedback uh, and also look forward to seeing the, the Sacramento Children's Fund commissioners soon as we continue our planning together. So thank you all so much. Thank you. We really appreciate you all coming to the meeting and facilitating. Artie, um, so as I understand it, the next section in our meeting is um, commissioner comments um, and ideas, questions. Um, Sarah, I understand you have a brief announcement. Yeah, I'd like to propose a recommendation. Given the time and the amount of commissioners we have up here, um, this is the Sacramento Youth Commission meeting, and we've invited the uh, Children's Fund commissioners to join us for this joint workshop. So my recommendation is that we start the comments with the Youth Commission, and then if there are any comments from the Sacramento Children's Fund Commission, they keep it under two minutes. And as a reminder, this is not an opportunity for, I don't believe this is an opportunity for the Children's Fund Commissioners to add things to their log. Um, that would come at your meeting, uh, not at this meeting. So um, 
just kind of recommendation this that we kind of follow along in that that direction awesome um sounds good i don't know if we like it's just, we don't need to like vote for the recommendation right you don't need to vote it's up to you okay perfect all right as the facilitator that sounds good to me um so clerk if you could call the roll um for sacramento youth commissioners first um then we can give comment and then after call the roll for um the Planning and Oversight Commission. Oh, shoot, sorry. Um, for new people, um, this is basically a section of the meeting where we share what we have been doing as commissioners recently um, to connect with our community, our district, uplift youth um, in our area, um, things of that sort. Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Bergen. Um, the club I'm part of, Nova Reach, just fi just finished up the um, the Paper Cranes project uh, for for charity, and we're moving on to a toy drive, so I'm excited for that. Thank you, Commissioner Corliss. Um, <clears throat> I'm preparing for a um, statewide youth conference in a week or two um, on. Uh, it models like the California State Legislature, and um, we introduce bills that we want to pass. Um, I'm also helping prepare for my school. Uh, we have a Black Renaissance Fair that we're having um, on the 16th, which we're inviting other schools to our district to come to. Um, and I'm looking at attending um, a couple meetings and debates on um, the current council race that's going on and um, council election that's going on in my district. Thank you, Commissioner Fitt. Um, I've been working on the mental health resource guide that we're doing for our focus area. Yeah, focus area. I've been working on that, making it as accessible and as inclusive as possible. And then also at school yesterday, yeah, yesterday, we just had um, a walk for Maui, which the proceeds went to um, the families in Maui whose homes were destroyed by fi fires. So that was a really cool thing to see yesterday. Thank you. Commissioner Fletcher? Um, as of recent, uh, with my school, uh, being on the city student council for BSU, we were just invited to go speak at an event uh, in L.A., that I'm excited for. And then for my being part of my school's student council as a whole, we were also invited to speak at a separate event to speak to other student councils in all over California. So excited for that too. Thank you. Commissioner Fong. Um, with my Girl Scout troop and a couple other troops, I've been working on a project to talk to an astronaut on the international space station in a couple of weeks. And then also with one of my school clubs, we're hosting a Lunar New Year celebration this Friday. And also I just wanted to thank everyone here for coming. It's been really amazing having a joint meeting. I don't think I've ever really done one of these before, but it's been really amazing and thank you so much. Thank you, Commissioner Knox. Oh, good. <laughs> I have been working alongside with our school registered nurse to get a CPR class going at our school. 
So that'll be, that's going all right so far. The district is passing and let it, letting it go and talking to a lot of people to get this, um, this across the, just the principle we gotta worry about. But that's, anything else, that's about it. Thank you, Commissioner Lynn. I'm part of Key Club, a volunteer organization, and we're fundraising for a district convention where people, members of Key Club from California, Nevada, and Hawaii come together. And this year, it's gonna be in Sacramento. So we're, at our school, we're doing a food fair where we're selling and fundraising for our members to attend. Thank you. Commissioner Murrow? Um, uh, today we were, uh, well, I'm part of my school's environmental club. We, last week we were doing another initiative to do a planter box, but uh, we started a new initiative because we have green waste stations, but people don't use them. People know how to recycle, but people don't use them. So we're starting a new initiative to uh, excite people to recycle and to use the green waste. Um, other than that, I think that's mostly it. Thank you. Vice Chair Melissa Gura. Um, with Student Advisory Council, we've finally gotten started on our initiative, subgroups and plannings. Um, so everything about that, we're starting our research process um, with the Board of Education presentation that's gonna be happening throughout the year. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, with the couple of initiatives that we've uh, started and the ones that I have and participating in alongside with um, Commissioner Morley. Um, we've gotten a pretty good start. Uh, our docs have begun, and I think that we're on a really steady track. Thank you. Commissioner Morley? Okay, firstly, happy Black History Month. Um, basically, this month has been pretty busy already. I am vice president of Black Student Union, and that display case was no joke. It actually took a lot of work. Um, I underestimated it, but I got it done um, alongside my other BSU members, so I'm super grateful. Um, we're planning a Mardi Gras-inspired dance, so that'll be super exciting. Um, I hope everything goes smooth. If not, we'll just go with it. Um, besides that, yeah, Student Advisory Council, I'm super grateful that we are we finalized our initiatives and we're gonna start researching and that's gonna be a lot of work, but it's gonna be amazing and we're gonna show a lot of grit. So, yeah. Thank you. Commissioner Orozco, absent. Commissioner Patel. Um, I'm preparing for the same statewide conference that Commissioner Corliss brought up. I have a statewide leadership role, so I've been talking with the other member with my like fellow officers to make sure that everybody is on the same page as well as making sure that our delegation in Sacramento um, is prepared and everyone knows what they should be doing leading up to it. Thank you. Commissioner Rios. So I'm the president of Latinos Unidos, which is like a Latino student union. So we're preparing to have a table at this event at Intercom, which will be like a, like kind of we're like BSU, well Black Student Union, Latinos Unidos, um, and other um, cultural groups could get together and it's gonna be like, so we're planning for that in April. And then uh, with our focus area, Aggie Square, um, we're planning for the listening session. So I'm really looking forward to that. 
And I also plan to speak with youth at Stanford Settlement, um, youth in my district, District 3, to um, kind of get more inclined with like just what's going around. And I know I have my experiences, but I know that they have theirs too. And that really matters to me a lot. Um, and I kind of wanted to just end with reiterating how if we look around us, we can realize that we live in a world where it's easier to be on your phone at home and it's easier to be on a device than being surrounded by others in the community um, because of uh, problems like gun violence. So if we could have all of these, we, all of these ideas, all of these programs available for students, but if we don't have uh, an end to gun violence, nobody will get out and nobody will receive these programs. Thank you, Commissioner Taylor. Absent, Chair Sue. Alrighty, um, in late 2023, um, Commissioner Morley and I presented um, the Youth Advisory Liaison position to um, City Council. Um, and I'm sure many of you know it got shot down. Um, but it was a really good experience. And I think that, um, I don't know, just like being in council chambers and seeing the way that um, our, both people that supported the resolution and those against it kind of like talked about it. And I think like, as always, the public comment was like the most powerful part of that meeting. Um, and I think just seeing how many people actually supported it um, and the people that were able to kind of, we were able to like show out at that uh, meeting, that was really powerful. And I think that um, having younger commissioners um, on the commission, I think that to carry on that legacy um, when Commissioner Morley and I have to uh, leave, I think that's something that's, uh, it's very valuable. And I hope that um, the younger people decide to take it up again, because I think that it's a, it's a really important position. Um, yeah, as someone said, I've been on the commission for like almost three years and this is my first ever joint meeting. Um, so big deal for the new people. This is a big deal. Um, this is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, before we leave, we need to get a picture of everyone up here um, because like I said, this is a big deal. Um, yeah, I recently got invited to be a panelist at um, the Reclamation Project's um, What's the name of the event? Uh, youth Racial and Economic Justice Summit. Okay, their Youth Racial and Economic Justice Summit on um, February 25th, that's a Sunday. Um, and they also requested that the Youth Commission panel, or not panel, table at that event. Um, so I'm gonna be collaborating with our adult allies to hopefully get um, some of us commissioners there um, to kind of raise awareness about the commission what we do and hopefully get um, more commissioners here on the dais. Um, and yes, okay, so kind of going back um, to the youth advisory liaison stuff, at that meeting, um, the position um, was denied, but they did move forward with a resolution to approve um, one youth seat for every boarding commission um, in the city. Um, as of right now, I have not heard anything um, about where that is moving from. Um, so if possible, um, I would like to request that um, the Youth Commission hear a report from the city, from staff, 
um, on the progress of the implementation of those positions um, to see where we're going from. And if there has been no progress um, to kind of, I don't know, just engage the commission to see what we can do to keep that moving. Because um, although we didn't get exactly what we wanted, that's still a win in my book. Um, so I think, um, yeah, that's something that I definitely want to move forward with um, in the coming months. Um, is that clear for staff? It is clear. Thank Perfect. You. Alrighty. Awesome. And yeah, that's it for me. Clerk, you can uh, move to planning and oversight. Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Richardson. What are we sharing right now? I'm sorry. Oh, nope, just standing on big business all through Black History Month. That's it. Thank you. Uh, Vice Chair Adam, absent. Commissioner Volsey. Um, like everyone said, this is a pretty big deal. So thank you all for joining um, in space with all of us. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner William. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to thank you for all your insights. It's really exciting and really inspiring to be able to work with you all. So I look forward to all the work we're going to do uh, the next couple months. Thank you. Commissioner Thomas. Um, I was where all of you were eight years ago. And it really warms my heart to see all the amazing work y'all are doing. I am a little jealous. We were in the old city hall, so not up here on these chambers. So y'all got there before I did, just saying. Uh, and I was here from 2014 to 2016, and we didn't have any joint meetings either. So this is a really big deal. It didn't happen eight years ago. Oh, I feel old now. I'm 25 and I feel old. Uh, and we didn't have any joint meetings then, so this is definitely a big deal. So congratulations to all of you and your hard work. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Kravitz-Worth. I just wanted to echo my appreciation and thanks for um, to the entire uh, Youth Commission for allowing us to share space with you. And um, I took a ton of a ton of notes just based on what I was hearing. I know others of us up here were doing the same. And so I look forward to us together and um, as what we can do on the Children's Fund to, to move forward um, as many of the recommendations through the strategic plan uh, that we can and, and ensuring that we're really centering um, youth voice and the communities that are that are the least likely to have their voices heard um, come through as strongly as, as we can have that happen. So thank you again. Thank you. Commissioner Mutaki. I think I used my full two minutes last time I spoke. I was surprised you gave me the mic again. Um, I didn't realize we had the two-minute rule today, but um, anyways, uh, I just want to say thank you, and we look forward to having our youth representative on um, the Measure L Commission. So, uh, Chair Sue, I appreciate you uh, championing that, and we look forward to championing the, the, all the takeaways that come from this discussion. So, thank you. Thank you. Chair Rulas-Mardas. Okay, 
So I have two minutes, right? Yeah. Sorry, I see this time. Okay, there we go. Um, so Jonathan, I will actually recommend that next time you start with the fact that you went to Cal and McClatchy, because I think all of our ears opened up and we were just like, oh, he's from SAC. Um, uh, and then I have a question. When is our next joint meeting? Because I think we have another one on schedule, right? Do we know when that is? Uh, we are looking to possibly do March, but that has not been confirmed. Okay. And uh, if we do March, just so that the other commissioners are listening, um, the Youth Commission meets the first Monday of the month? Is that correct? Okay. It's the, the first Monday of the month is their traditional... Um, meeting, yes. Okay. Barring any holidays or special circumstances. Okay, so if we were to do that joint meeting in March, it would be that first Monday? If The Sacramento Youth Commission has a business meeting scheduled the first Monday in March. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So n not the joint meeting that day? Currently, it's a business meeting. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Um, so... I wanted to just comment about the same uh, event that Leo did briefly. So the Youth Racial and Economic Justice Summit uh, that is hosted by the Reclamation Project. Um, it's gonna take place on Sunday, February 25th from 1, to 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. And I know that it's all youth-led, so the Reclamation Project is youth-led. Um, they're at, I wanted to share their Instagram, so it's TRP underscore 916, um, if y'all are interested in learning more and registering for that. Um, TRP underscore 916. And then um, I did just want to make a note that um, a couple of months ago there was a proposal brought to Law and Ledge about potentially cutting the cannabis tax, which would essentially cut the children's fund in half. Um, and I know I've been in contact with you, Vice Chair Mila Segura, as well as Leo, uh, or sorry, Chair Sue, um, about this. And so I just want to make that point for all of the commissioners um, that, you know, there was a uh, um, the Law and Ledge did hear this proposal, um, and it's likely to come back in March, and so I would just want both commissions to get a, an update about that, because that does inherently impact the amount of funding in the Children's Fund. So, those are my comments. Alrighty, um, thank you everyone for this great meeting. Before we leave, um, can someone take that picture? Oh, shoot, sorry, yes, public comment. Uh, clerk, are there any members of the public who would wish to comment on the sign? Thank you, Chair. I have one speaker slip. The first speaker is Miles Sims. All right, let me make this quick so y'all can get out of here. Um, so this has to do with the program that I'm in. I was gonna bring my friend up here with me, but he doesn't know the first thing about politics. So. Basically, um, I'm involved in several different uh, nonprofit organizations around Sacramento. That includes IYT, that includes BSU, the SECA program, um, and along with that, 100 Black Men. Um, I was hoping that somehow we can work to get more funds into those programs in general so that kids can uh, find a way to, um, to experience, you know, more hands-on types of stuff in the programs. Um, with IYT, I've been taken across the country, and it made me want to actually, you know, look for an HBCU. So I feel like that type of experience could be made more common if more funds are put into these kinds of things. 
So, yeah, that's the only thing I have to say. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Chair, I have no more speaker slips. Awesome, thank you. Um, staff, I have people in the queue. Am I allowed to call a number? You have commissioners in the queue to, to speak? Yes. I think we've passed that agenda item. Clerk, can you offer, can you weigh in? So I believe once we pass an um, agenda item, um, we have to just move forward. Okay. Um, sorry. No, I guess the answer is no. Um, Alrighty, yeah. Um, that concludes today's agenda. Or not. Excuse me. Um, just for the record, in case, um, unless the commissioner has comments for public comments, matters not on the agenda, then they can speak. But if it's about um, an agenda that's passed, then they can no longer speak, right? I mean, really, at this juncture, it's it, it's a call for the chair. I mean, the the pending commissioner can always, um, you know, discuss with the chair about what um, the intent is. But um, we have already passed commissioner comments. And can I, may I ask, is it youth commission or is it? Uh, no, uh, Commissioner Thomas, I believe. I I would. Um, it would be my recommendation that at this juncture we save it for your commission uh, in the sense that uh, I wouldn't have even opened it up to um, uh, the uh, fund commission to speak at this juncture. It, it is fine. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is totally fine. I was, was going to talk to the chair because okay. I see that you all don't have a meeting in April. And I thought if we were doing a joint meeting, it should be after our next meeting in March. That's all I was going to suggest because y'all are skipping April, so you don't have. A, I'm on your website, okay? Uh, but we can talk about this at a later time. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Already, um, that has been resolved. Perfect. That concludes today's agenda. The meeting is adjourned at 7:35. I was wondering if we could get Miles in the